You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. I'd be listening to the mainstream media and just be left frustrated on how they covered these stories. They would completely ignore facts just to promote their own agenda. I said, man, I could do a better job than these fools. I should start my own show. So I did. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Freedom Strips. I'm your host, Keaton Tucker, and I'm going solo today. First solo episode. Let's see how I do. Um, no guests today because I have had a busy, uh, busy week. I really haven't had the opportunity to kind of write up some show notes to kind of go over specific stories. And there have been a ton of big stories this week. So, uh, the first one I wanted to cover, obviously everyone has heard that the Mueller report has been turned in. Uh, the Mueller report is in, it found no Trump Russia collusion and the attorney general Barr found no obstruction of justice. So the longest investigation of a sitting president in history, an, an investigation compromising of $30 million in taxpayer funding, 40 FBI agents, 2,800 subpoenas, 500 search warrants, 500 witnesses, 230 communication records found nada. Zip. Didn't find a thing on Trump-Russia collusion. <sighs> I mean, if you've been paying attention, this makes sense. Like, this whole story was complete BS from the start. That The fact that you think Vladimir Putin actually got a sitting U.S. president as his puppet. And to actually think that Vladimir Putin had a puppet president when Trump... Trump is arming Crimea. He's he's arming Ukrainians uh, on the Crimea border. He he's he's killed Russians in Syria. He he's been aggressive towards Russia. Now he's he's said friendly things towards Russia, which that's that's the whole like that's the whole uh, Trump kind of uh, negotiation tactic is he, he says friendly things, but what he actually does is quite aggressive. If you actually look the way he's postured against Russia, it's been extremely aggressive, uh, not as uh, friendly as I would like him to be with Russia. And, and that's the whole thing is like, if you actually look at what he's done with Russia and in, in, in his policies towards them, he's been extremely aggressive and and the whole thing is when he was running for president he ran on this whole thing where he wanted to have good relations with Russia he wanted to talk with Russia and that's a good thing good relations with look good relations with the two superpowers of the world that hold 90% of the world's nuclear weapons good relations is a good thing talking is a good thing and the the fact that perpetrating these false claims that the, the Kremlin has invaded the White House. It's just, it's so divisive for the country. And 
there, there's no stopping the media for doing this. So the media has lied to you. It's lied to me for two straight years. They told you that they had seen the evidence. They had seen it. It was fact. Russia had a puppet president in the White House to undermine our democracy in the 2016 election. They officially got the Kremlin in the White House. CNN even brought on Obama's CIA director this week, John Brennan. And he practically said it was over for Trump, that they had everything on him. He fully expected him to subpoena Trump and to subpoena Don Jr. and other uh, other Trump family members in this whole thing. I, I mean, the past two years of media coverage have been absolutely astonishing. Why don't you just take a listen to this clip that kind of encapsulates the last two years of the media coverage during this mess. The office of the presidency. The call for impeachment. Rumblings of the word impeachment. Breaking news. Another bombshell out of the White House. I believe this is the beginning of the end. I do too. It's really the beginning of the end. The beginning of the end. He may be feeling the walls closing in on him. All the walls closing in on him. The walls closing in on him. Breaking news, a new bombshell. One astrologer says this means the beginning of the end for President Donald Trump. The beginning of the end of the Trump presidency. Trump will resign. Trump is going to resign. Is this the tipping point? I know we've said it. Over and over. You think this is a tipping point? And over and over. This is a tipping point. And over and over. Breaking news, President Trump off the rails. It was the beginning of the end today. It was the beginning of the end. It reminds me a lot of the last days of Nixon. Breaking news tonight, new bombshell. This is the beginning of the end. The beginning of the end. The walls are closing in. The walls closing in. The walls closing in. Breaking overnight bombshells. This is a very dramatic day, and I think it might be near a tipping point. Do you think this is a tipping point? This is unbelievable. This is remarkable. Have you ever seen anything like this? His presidency is crippled. December 1st, 2017, you can mark it down. This is the day that everything changed. We begin with the bombshell. The beginning of the end. 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 In fact, if this were a football game, we're in the third quarter. May even be the beginning of the end. We begin tonight with the bombshell. Donald Trump is in a lot of trouble. Trump is in trouble. The president will resign. Another hour, another bombshell. This is a tipping point. Trump's going down. This president could be impeached. I do not think the president will serve out his term. Resignation. Resignation. I don't think this president is going to serve out his term. Mr. Trump will not serve out his term. He will not serve out his term. No way. No how. Breaking news. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That was just like, I I can't even go through this because this is like a, a long video. That was just like 2017 alone. They're just getting into 2018 of the news clips. They have been on this 24 hours a day for two straight years. And I'm actually surprised at how little they got on Trump. I mean, obviously, I didn't believe this, you know, BS Russia conspiracy, but come on. I mean, I'm not stupid. Trump's not a clean dude. Uh, I, I figured this this Russia investigation was just an excuse for uh, investigators to kind of dig up extra dirt on Trump, but because you know he has some. I mean, you can't get to the presidency or a high level political figure and not get your hands dirty. I mean, the the dude himself is like a real estate giant in New York. That's how he made his living. And you can't become a real estate mogul in New York without getting your hands dirty a little bit. The, the guy is not clean. But uh, no, they did not find a thing. Um, now, the full report hasn't been 
released to the public yet. And I hope they release everything, every single thing unredacted. I want to see the full report, the full 300 page report unredacted so the public can see it and view it for themselves. They can read it and not have to listen to this. Look, they lied for two straight years about this. This is this is worse than the WMD BS that they pushed before the Iraq war that Saddam Hussein had WMDs. As expected, the media is in full panic spin mode right now, so they are refusing to believe the report. They're claiming Trump wasn't fully exonerated from obstruction of justice, which what they're talking about is in uh, Attorney General Barr's uh, summary, he Mueller kind of excused himself from um, issuing a judgment on obstruction of justice. He left that up to the sitting attorney general, which was Andrew Barr, and he found no obstruction of justice. So just the fact that Mueller didn't fully exonerate him from it, just because he kind of stepped back. And plus the argument about like, if that's your argument, if Trump is tweeting and saying on TV that this whole thing was BS in a witch hunt, and then the guy that investigated him for two years submits a report that finds that this whole thing was BS in a witch hunt, how is that obstruction? I don't know. It's, it's, it's really weird, but the media is going full spin mode. They, they can't believe it. And Bill Maher, I got a clip here with Bill Maher. Bill Maher... I'm I'm losing more and more respect for Bill Maher as time goes on. Um he he did have some some stances that I did agree with him with it, like he's he said some good things in the past. He has taken kind of neutral stances on some issues, but as time goes on, this guy I I mean this is a guy that a year ago said that he wished America went into a recession just to get Trump out of office. This guy is full Trump derangement syndrome embodied in a person. But just take a look at what he listens to. I'll kind of break this clip down a couple times, but let's just take a listen to this. I'm just going to go by what we do know, and I must say, I don't think it looks good. No further indictments, which means not Don Jr. Even after I love it memo. So he says right off the bat, I don't think it looks, he says, so we got the report and it doesn't look good. What doesn't look good, Bill Maher? This is good news for the entire country. The The president of the United States is not a Russian puppet. He, he's not a Russian agent. That's, that's good news, you dummy. Not bad news. Oh my God. And then the, the, I love it memo. There was nothing illegal about that. There's nothing illegal about getting dirt on your opponent, even if they're from a foreign country. That's not illegal. Really? <laughs> uh, not Jared, not Manafort or Stone for working with the Russians. Did the Democrats put too much trust in the Mueller report? Because I don't need the Mueller report to know he's a traitor. I have a TV. Yeah. <laughs> and You... You don't need to trust the report to know that he's a traitor because you have a TV. 
Like that's that's the oldest joke in America. Like don't believe everything you see on TV, Bill Maher. In fact, I just played a clip where it just kind of encapsulated the whole 2017 media frenzy over this BS story. And like, oh my God, this guy is insane. People are on their way to jail, have gone to jail. There's probably a farming out of other investigations. But yes, if you have a TV or a Twitter account, you've already seen obstruction of justice. And so I think the, the team has seen that. If you have a TV or Twitter account, you've seen obstruction. So they're talking about Trump saying that this thing was a witch hunt and that none of it was true. And then the report came out and found that this thing was a witch hunt and none of it was true. So him saying that it wasn't true is obstruction of justice. Oh, my God. How lazy is this? But here's what's important is that the public sees the report contemporaneously with the president. He should not be allowed to edit. He should not be allowed to restrict or sanitize. And Mueller has to come before Congress and tell us its veracity as far as what Can Barr's you make that happen? Yeah, we've, we're going to oh. subpoena him. And Adam Schiff... You subpoena Mueller? Yeah, I would love to see Robert Mueller, Robert Mueller testify in Congress. You know, this guy... The, the same guy that testified that Saddam Hussein had WMDs. Yeah. Let, let's, let's, let's hear him out. It is just ridiculous. Here, here's another <laughs> clip from uh, our favorite news organization. Definitely not the enemy of the people CNN. Let, let's take a listen to this. Prosecute Trump or his children without releasing any of the information about what they actually did. Right. Why wouldn't that, why wouldn't he do that? What, what, Trump administration official has conducted themselves. <laughs> this guy, I'm sorry, just before we, I'll back it up just a little bit, but just watching this clip, I'll add it in the show notes because you got to see this. He, he looks exactly like the person who would just overreact at every little thing. Like, so like if he went out to eat and the waiter forgot to fill up his drink, he said, what, why, why would he do it? Why wouldn't he fill up my drink before he left? He took my order and he didn't fill up my drink before. Why would he do that? This guy's insane. He's like going out of his mind. Let me back it up here. Why wouldn't that? Why wouldn't he do that? What? What Trump administration official <laughs> has conducted themselves honorably throughout this entire process? None of them. Yeah. Why would Barbie any different? And, and that's the challenge, Malcolm, because the unlike the independent counsel, which that statute was allowed to expire after right. Bill Clinton, which can be a runaway thing of its own. But at least that's controlled by Congress. Right. Right. In this, which, you know, it'll leak if it got to Congress, it comes out that day. Right. But the, the fact that, the, that this investigation takes place within the Justice Department, which Donald Trump essentially controls and that he got rid of the problem, Jeff Sessions, who the one decent thing that he did was just recuse himself mm -hmm. um this guy is not recused it feels like the seeds of a cover-up are here well i mean theoretically <laughs> it could happen right these are humans <sighs> they're all fallible maybe he does feel some sort of loyalty to him but you know that's bill Barr's one guy there are secretaries there are people who have to handle these documents there are the fbi agents who did this themselves it feels like the seeds of a cover-up that's it that's it. You put your faith in this Mueller document and none of it came to fruition. And so it's a cover up. The Russians got to Mueller. Spin, 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 spin. And I mean, there's there's plenty of things you can attack Trump about. Um, 
that are completely valid points to bring up and that aren't complete fabricated BS. Like imagine if the Democrats weren't out of their freaking minds and actually brought up valid arguments and concerns like some of the issues I have with Trump. And I would stand by the Democrats if they brought these issues up and were a calm, sane party and could actually collect their thoughts in a decent manner. Like, okay, so complaint number one, conservatives complained for eight years on Obama's spending, and rightly so. However, they are completely silent that Trump has made Obama's spending look like nothing. Trump has passed the largest budget in U.S. history not long ago, and even though he said he would fix the U.S. debt problem, he's been the worst spender in American history. That's a fact. The worst spender in American history is Donald Trump. Point number two, the wall. Let's talk about the wall. Of course, the most famous Trump talking point where he claimed that he would build the wall and Mexico was going to pay for it. He repeated this. Oh, my God. It had to be thousands of times. Mexico was going to pay for it. He was going to build the wall. And Mexico was going to pay for it. Obviously, this is not going to happen. If, and that's a big F, if Trump gets his wall, Mexico is not going to get the bill for it. The American taxpayer will. Period. And third, my biggest gripe with Trump, and it should be the biggest gripe from the Democrats as well. They used to be the anti-war party. They used to be. So other than his out-of-control spending, it's his hypocrisy on foreign wars. He, he ran his campaign saying that the U.S. needed to end and limit its foreign wars and conflicts because they cost an enormous amount of money to run and they virtually do nothing to directly contribute uh, to our country. Yet he keeps troops in Syria. He's had he's yet to do anything in Afghanistan. He's flirting with war in Venezuela. He's supported the Saudis in their genocidal war in Yemen by selling them weapons and refueling their aircrafts while they bomb women and children. He's giving away land that isn't his in the Golan Heights, and he's jointly bombing Aleppo with Israel. Come on, man. This is so disappointing. And and all of these are valid points, I feel like, that you can actually bring up with Trump and Trump supporters, and and they would probably agree with most of that if, if they're not crazy and blinded by partisanship. But you're gonna focus... On this BS Russia conspiracy theory? Like, there are actual real things going on that should have light shined on them. That's the real job of the media, is to shine light on these things. But no, they choose to focus on this complete BS conspiracy theory. Started, by the way, uh, by Hillary Clinton, who just couldn't accept that she lost. She was the worst candidate in the history of the United States. You're like, well, how do you know she's the worst in the history of the United States? Well, because she lost to Donald freaking Trump. That's how I know. So the last thing I'll end on this for this story. Don't ever forget about this, guys. Don't ever forget about the people and the news outlets that parroted and continue even now to spin this and keep this non-story pushed forward. Don't ever forget about this. And really, the most frustrating thing about all of this is there will be absolutely no punishment on the media for this. There, there, there's no accountability for them. 
All I can say to you guys, the listeners, is don't ever forget about what they did. And never trust what you hear from them ever again. Ever. If CNN and MSNBC is your primary news source, stop. Like right now, you have to stop. There are far better options that won't lie to your face for two straight years. All right, next story, moving on. Oh, so you may have heard about a uh, an actor named Jesse Smollett. We kind of covered him on past episodes. So to give you a quick recap of the Jesse Smollett story. Jesse Smollett was outside at 2 a.m. in Chicago. He went outside to get a Subway sandwich after his flight landed in a polar vortex. At that point, two white men recognize him from the show Empire. Empire, a very popular show with the white people. They, they yell out, this is MAGA country in the middle of Chicago. They were also apparently carrying around bleach and a noose because um, that's a completely safe thing to do in the middle of Chicago. If you're a white person, you walk around wearing Trump hats. That's, that's another thing they had was they had MAGA hats on apparently. And you're walking around Chicago as a white man with bleach and a noose. Perfectly fine. You know, two individuals that would definitely not get shot in the middle of Chicago doing that. Anyway, so they attack Jesse Smollett. They yell slurs at him. They beat him up. They pour bleach on him, put the noose around his neck. Smollett says he fought them off and they ran. Video surveillance shows him walking back to his home still carrying his Subway sandwich, and the noose is still around his neck. Smollett calls the police 40 minutes later. When the police arrive, the noose is still on his neck. He has not taken it off, but he has eaten his meatball sub. So at least he's got a full tummy. Police ask Smollett to give him, uh, give them, excuse me, a list of his recent phone calls. Smollett agreed and gave him, uh, gave the police his phone call record. However, when the police got access to Smollett's full phone records, they found that Smollett had kind of uh, redacted some of the phone calls in his original submission. So police found that Smollett had been in contact with two men. Um, it turns out those were the two men that attacked him. And those two men that attacked him turned out to be friends of Smollett from Nigeria. Um, I don't know if you know about Nigeria. There's not many white people there. So they were African-American gentlemen, and uh, they were huge, jacked dudes. Like, these guys were huge. If they actually attacked Jesse Smollett, which is a pretty tiny guy, th- there would be, there. there's no way he wouldn't get out of that without massive injuries. So, police charged Smollett with 16 felony charges for filing pl- a false police report and a fake uh, race hoax. Um... A, a events, the investigation on this took hundreds of thousands of dollars from the police resources and countless man hours to skim the city surveillance cameras only to find an orchestrated race crime hoax. So why is this in the news again? We already covered all of this. Well, Tuesday afternoon in a stunning move, the Cook County State's Attorney Office 
without talking to Chicago police, dropped all 16 charges against Smollett and wiped his record clean, sealed his record away, which is unheard of other than, you know, with um, minors. They sealed his record away. There is no record of him being arrested now through this entire thing. They dropped 16 felonies. He's walked away scot-free. The only thing that dude had to do was surrender his $10,000 bail when he got out of jail. 10 grand. So, of course, this dude is walking around now on the news, claiming his innocence. This is peak clown world, ladies and gentlemen. Peak clown world. How do I know this is peak clown world? Well, this is happening as well as Jesse Smollett's attorney this week went on ABC today and is claiming that the Nigerian brothers might have worn whiteface as to substantiate Smollett's claims that he was attacked by white Trump supporters. No, I'm not kidding. The lady said they may have worn white face underneath ski masks. Listen to this. You got there 40 minutes. According to the court records, he Smollett was very clear with the police on the night of the attack that his attackers were white. He said they had masks on and gloves, but he saw their eyes and he saw the skin surrounding their eyes. Was that a false statement? So he just to be clear, he only saw one of the attackers, one of them he didn't see. He saw one through a ski mask. Again, he could not see their body. Uh, everything was covered and he had a full ski mask on except the area around the eyes. He did tell police that he from what he saw, he thought it was pale skin or uh, white or pale skin was, I think, what he said. And that was what he and that's why he initially did have a hard time. Um, why did he say that? He could have said, I don't know. He could have. But this again, he's but being if it's the Osin Dairo brothers. What are the chances that that's the case that he saw somebody with light skin? Well, you know, I mean, I think there's obviously you can disguise that you could put makeup on. There is actually, interestingly enough, a video. You know, I think police did minimal investigation in this case. It was. It took me all of five minutes to Google. You know, I was looking up the brothers, and one of the first videos that showed up actually was one of the brothers in white face doing a Joker monologue with white makeup on. So it's not, it's not implausible. Couple quick things. He's- <laughs> My God, this lady's actually saying that these dudes were wearing Joker makeup, white face underneath this ski mask, and that's. Oh. Wow. Wow. The thing is, and we've covered this story on the news. The thing is, if two white gentlemen were brought in to the police station when Smollett identified the attackers, there would be two white dudes in jail right now. This wouldn't even be happening. Jesse Smollett would have gotten away he would have put two random white dudes in jail and would be enjoying his career, which he's already going to be. He looks like he's going to be enjoying his career anyway. This is so frustrating. And he's, he, it's just funny that they're starting to turn the tides on these two Nigerian brothers. So it's funny that Smollett's attorney is now attacking the Nigerian brothers and now the Nigerian brothers defense attorney, they're going back and forth now on this. They're like, what? That's a ridiculous claim. My, my clients didn't wear white face underneath a <laughs> ski mask. 
Oh my gosh, what a crazy story. What a wild, crazy story. Moving on to another wild, crazy story. Um, Michael Avenatti was arrested for attempting to extort $25 million from Nike. Nike! A billion dollar company, multi-billion dollar company. Dude tried to shake down $25 million from Nike. Let's listen in, uh, to what ESPN's High Noon had to say on this issue. This is pretty good. Michael Avenatti. Yesterday, Bo, the attorney who became famous representing Stormy Daniels, you remember that, was arrested for an alleged plan to extort millions, millions from Nike. And this morning he tweeted, among other things, quote, ask DeAndre Aiden and Nike about the cash payments made to his mother. End quote. So, Bomani Jones, what the hell is going on here? This dude tried to shake down Nike. Like, yes. he really understands that this started on the 19th of March. Now we are where we are. <laughs> Yesterday, this dude sent a tweet that said that he was going to be having a press conference, what is today, to talk about Nike. 45 minutes later, we find out that they were bringing the hammer down to him. What seems to be going on here is he had a client that felt like he had information that he could leverage into some money off of Nike, which Avenatti then thought he could leverage into a lot more money for Michael Avenatti, and his shakedown was too greedy, and they just called the cops. Yes, this seems like a Mad Lib in many ways because Mark Garagos, Kaepernick's lawyer, is involved here somehow, allegedly. Obviously, Avenatti with all the Trump, Stormy Daniels stuff, but... This is a story that makes a ton of sense despite that absurd word jumble because of what the federal government has been doing vis-a-vis college athletes, right? They've been investigating whether these guys are getting paid and they've been investigating these shoe companies. And so the scent that Michael Avenatti picked up on is the scent that all of the sheriffs, Bo, the sheriffs of college sports journalism have been following. These kids should not be paid, except that because the sneaker companies are involved, he smells a payday, except now he may be smelling something like jail. Yeah, no, I mean, for him, it seemed like an obvious play, and apparently it's the kind of play that he makes. Find out that you have compromising information, work it to get the bread as best as you possibly can. But what people need to understand about what his play was, he claims that what has been reported to be DeAndre Ayton's AAU coach came to him after Nike dropped him, right? So you have an aggrieved person who thinks he has some information. Who do you call? The guy that had the audacity to try to bring it to the president in a similar situation, right? So he's mm-hmm. like, cool, I got this information. He comes to Nike and says, my guy needs one and a half million dollars. But I also need an eight-figure retainer that is deemed pay- that is deemed earned as soon as it's paid. You have to hire me to do the independent investigation of your company. I'm going to bill you a minimum of $15 million, a maximum of $25 million. And you know what? If he had just come in and said, give my man one and a half million dollars, I bet they would have given him one and a half million dollars. <laughs> okay. So... He asked Nike for twenty up to $25 million or he would release these terrible accusations against uh, Nike um, that they were giving money away to college basketball players and their families. So when he said this to Nike, Nike called the FBI, of course. And so the FBI phone tapped their next conversation with Avenatti. So they set up a sting where they called Avenatti back and recorded this idiot repeating his extortion demands. So the FBI arrested him. 
And uh, now after his arrest, they also found out this dude is like done. He's done for. They they also found out that he hasn't paid his income taxes since 2009. And all the while during this time, he made $18 million. So the FBI got him also on bank fraud and wire fraud. Now he can't even afford his own legal counsel. He can't afford a lawyer. So he's getting one assigned to him from the Goodwill discount lawyer bucket from the state of New York. Um, to give you a little bit of a background, if you don't know who Michael Avenatti is, you do know who he is, but just in case the name doesn't ring a bell or you can't put a face to the name, this is a guy who represented Horseface, <clears throat> I mean uh, Stormy Daniels, in the legal case against Donald Trump, uh, which ended with uh, old Stormy Daniels being instructed to pay Trump's legal fees. I believe it was up to around $300,000. Um, we are truly living in the weirdest timeline ever. As I was going back and doing research for this segment, I, I realized I completely forgot about the president of the United States calling us porn star that he paid to shut up and to keep quiet about his affair. He called her horse face. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, the news moves at breakneck speed right now. It's hard to keep track of everything. How could I forget about Horseface? Uh, you might have also seen Michael Avenatti on TV because Michael Avenatti appeared on CNN and MSNBC 108 times in a two-month period to trash Donald Trump. All 108 times. He promised that he would put Trump in jail. No question about it. Trump was going down. He would not finish his sentence. He was also flirting with the idea of running for president himself in 2020 during this time. And that's probably not going to happen now. He'll be in jail in 2020. And for probably the rest of his life, maybe, potentially. We'll see. He also played a key role in getting Kavanaugh on the Supreme Court. How did he do that? Well, he represented a woman who came forward with a completely insane accusation that Brett Kavanaugh was a part of a rape ring in college and helped organize the rape events. After the investigation of this accusation, it was found obviously to be completely made up. It was false. And even after this was um, proven that it was false, this never actually happened. Avenatti still claimed that he and his client were telling the truth and he wouldn't rest until Kavanaugh was put behind bars. Man, this guy was obsessed with putting people in jail and he's going to jail. This is like, I think Ben Shapiro said that this is a Trump fever dream. And that's about the best way you could put this. And of course, now all of you know him as one of the most well-known lawyers in years due to the media attention with one of the worst track records ever for a lawyer. The dude didn't accomplish a thing for his clients or himself. Dude is just a joke. Um, I'm, I'm getting close to wrapping up here. The last thing I wanted to hit on was, of course, the Green New Deal vote in the Senate the other day. So Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell decided to hold a vote on the Green New Deal within the U.S. Senate. 
Why? Because this thing's important, guys. People are going to die. They're going to die in 12 years. The world is going to end. Okay, if we don't do anything, people are going to die. We need to rip and replace every U.S. building in the country to be energy efficient. We need to ban cars. We need to ban airplanes, get rid of airplanes, replace them with rail trains. We need to lock all the cows up. The cows are farting too much. We need to get them off the planet. Get them indoors. They're destroying the planet. (sighs) So, let's vote on it. Let's save the world, guys. Let's vote. So they held a vote. Not a single person voted yes on the bill. Not a single person voted yes. That includes Democrats, by the way. Uh, The Green New Deal was sponsored by, I believe, 12 Democratic senators, and every one of them voted present. They wouldn't even vote on their own damn bill. Senator Mike Lee um, possibly had the best troll I've seen in a while. This guy went up during the Green New Deal vote and had like these giant poster boards with memes. Like one of them was uh, Ronald Reagan riding on a velociraptor, shooting a machine gun. The other one was um, Aquaman riding a seahorse. And he brought that one up to explain how people were going to travel to Hawaii without airplanes. They were just going to hire an army of seahorses for people to ride. It It was an epic troll. Just take a listen to this. Of course, a picture of former President Ronald Reagan uh, naturally firing a, a machine gun while riding on the back of a dinosaur. You'll notice a couple of important features here. Uh, first of all, uh, the rocket launcher uh, strapped to President Reagan's back. And then the stirring, unmistakable patriotism of the velociraptor holding up a tattered American flag. While awesome, in real life, there was no climactic battle. There was no battle with or without Velociraptors. But that quibble actually serves our purposes here today, Mr. President, because this image has as much to do with overcoming communism in the 20th century as the Green New Deal has to do (laughs) with overcoming climate change in the 21st. Future without air travel. How are we supposed to get around the vast expanses of, say, Alaska during the winter? Well, I'll tell you how. Tauntauns, Mr. President. (laughs) This is a beloved species of reptomammals native to the ice planet of Hoth. Now, while perhaps not as efficient in some ways uh, as airplanes or as snowmobiles, these hairy bipedal species of space lizards offer their own unique benefits. Not only are tauntauns carbon neutral, (laughs) but according to a report a long time ago, and issued far, far away. They may even be fully recyclable and usable for their warmth, especially on a cold night. All residents of Hawaii would be left with is this. This is a picture of Aquaman. No Utah needs to hear (laughs) pious lectures about the gravity of climate change from politicians from other states. For it was only in 2016 as viewers of the sci-fi network will well remember, when climate change 
hit home in Utah when our own state was struck not simply by a tornado, Mr. President, but by a tornado with sharks in it. These images are from the indispensable documentary film Sharknado 4. Governor Herbert bravely <laughs> fought the animal off with the tennis racket that he keeps by his desk precisely for occasions such as this. So let's be really clear, Mr. President. Climate change is no joke, but the Green New Deal is a joke. Oh, my God. That was so good. He's... Climate change is not a joke, but the Green New Deal is a joke. Senator Mike Lee, everybody. What a fantastic troll. Hats off to you, sir. Well done. Well done. So, man, I mean, I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. You you should find that hilarious. But who didn't find it hilarious? Well, of course, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez did not find it hilarious. In fact, after this sham vote is what she said. It's a vote on your bill, dummy. It's not a sham vote. It's not. You proposed this ridiculous plan. And the Senate Majority Leader called your bluff and held a vote. And no one voted on your stupid bill. This is how AOC had to react after this. And very, very calm and collected, by the way. Avos, people are dying. People are dying. They are dying. And the response across the other side of the aisle is to introduce an amendment five minutes before a hearing and a markup. This is serious. This should not be a partisan issue. This is about our constituents and all of our lives. Iowa, Nebraska, broad swaths of the Midwest are drowning right now underwater. Farms, towns that will never be recovered and never come back. And we're here and and people are more concerned about helping oil companies than helping their own families? I don't think so. I don't think so. This is about our lives. This is about American lives. And it should not be partisan. Science should not be partisan. We are facing a national crisis. Nobody respects you not a single person I shouldn't say not a single person some people respect you I don't a majority of people do not anyway that's all I got for you guys hopefully uh, I covered everything in kind of a a decent manner by myself it it makes things easier to riff back and forth whenever you have a co-host But uh, I decided to kind of just do this one on the fly. So uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, We'll see you on the next episode of Freedom Strips. Y'all have a great weekend.